Wholehearted living for me is all about embracing my fears, my insecurities, all of my imperfections and my vulnerabilities and still taking baby steps every day to show up to become the most kind, generous, compassionate, grateful and the most authentic and the most courageous version of me. I want to wake up every morning and tell myself that I'm going to be a better version of me than yesterday. And at the end of the day, I want to go to bed embracing the fact that I am enough and I did enough today. Hey, you lovely listener, Kiara, and welcome to the Whole Hearted Living Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Kami Pandari, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join us today. I promise you that through each and every episode of this podcast, I'm going to walk you along with me towards becoming the most wholehearted version of ourselves. Hey you lovely folks, welcome back to the Wholehearted Living Podcast. In today's podcast episode, Eli and I are talking about mental health. And before we start the podcast episode, I thought I'll give you a quick outline um, of what is coming up. So we talk about what is mental health, why is mental health so important, mental health as South Asian kids growing up, mental health stigmatization, leading factors that contribute to bad mental health, and then finally, 10 ways to boost your mental health on a daily slash weekly basis. We do hope that this podcast episode seriously helps you, and I'll catch you on the other side of the podcast episode. Hey guys! Kia ora. So I've got Eli and myself here, and because this is the Mental Health Awareness Week, we have decided to do a special episode just focusing on mental health. Yes, both of us are sort of going in a little bit blind, so it'll yeah. be an interesting conversation, yeah. but hopefully we'll be enlightened Yes, in terms of sharing our perspective and yeah. maybe delving into mental health issues a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's great that we've decided to, you know, kind of like um, join the bandwagon Focus of, on um, this topic. focusing on this topic while everyone is actually celebrating it, at least in New Zealand I'm not sure if it's like a, if the mental health awareness week is being celebrated across the world or it's just like New Zealand um, but at my work it's a massive thing so I was like yes this is <laughs> and, and you and I have struggled like we've had our own share of mental health problems oh, right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah. not isolated as well yeah. like everyone does so it'll yeah. be just good to identify with others share yes. our stories yeah. get a little bit of a therapy session going yeah exactly and mental health is like one of those things like you cannot easily identify yeah so it is really hard to figure out you know like whether you have a mental health problem or not yeah um not until it's too late absolutely at least in my case that was the thing yeah and yeah. i mean it'll be good to hear our stories yes. because it was the same as yeah. as you. It was. It wasn't. I didn't realize until it was too late. Yeah. And um, by that time, the damage is sort of done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully, um, the stuff that we talk about today will actually help someone else. Like if yeah. they if they notice the signs and symptoms, they can um, probably try to identify the problem. Yeah. Jump on it and just like generally be a bit more proactive mm. about your mental health as we are about our physical health. You Absolutely. Know? And we'll yeah. also provide some little. I suppose habits that we formed yes. and that have helped us in terms of getting a little bit more of a of a balanced mental exactly. health status. Yes. Yeah. So our first segment today. Yeah. Sorry, pardon. Um, we wanted to define what mental health is, yes. and I suppose understanding what a good mental health situation is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, and I know you and I both talked about it, yeah. I really don't have a definition for what is mental health. Like, yeah. I know what does good mental health look like for me. Yeah. Right oh, we now. know what it's supposed to look like and feel like, but to articulate, yeah. you know, the definition has been really kind of difficult to pinpoint. Yeah. But um, for me, I'm just going to interject yes. a little bit. It's sort of a balance between your psychological state and the behaviors that you do on the daily and trying to yeah i suppose ensure that an optimal i don't know so it's so it's so difficult to understand it is right because i was just like while we're talking i'm just thinking about it like we know what a good physical health looks like it's like you're like in your weight range you've got decent muscle mass um you can exercise like 
as long as you have some moment every day that is a good physical health but yeah. with mental health is just like it's very blurred you know yeah um but f- yeah because it's it's like it, it manifests like we yes. know that bad mental health is when you um are probably more prone to indulging in bad habits i was gonna say that addiction yeah like if you have addiction that's exactly so we yeah. know what negative mental health looks like yeah. and i suppose the positive mental health like a good mental health is yeah. when you when you feel sort of calm in in who you are in terms of mentality and physicality that you don't have to engage in those negative habits absolutely like for me a good mental health is not being on the edge exactly. most of the day or most of the week not being so anxious you know like yeah. so overstressed or so overwhelmed you know and for me it is also kind of like being grateful mm. and striving to be content yeah on a daily basis like that yeah, yeah and and not indulging in my food addiction or shopping addiction yeah um like those are really clear signs of a good mental health like yeah 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 you yeah, know it's i would absolutely agree yeah. i was musing as well we were musing earlier yeah. whether or not anyone could be in a good state of mental health 100 yeah. percent. yeah you know yeah probably not because like we've got we've got we've got ourselves surrounded with so many stresses right and we'll like in a in a bet we bet we'll talk about like all the yeah. about we'll mention all those stresses but yeah it, it is really hard not yeah. to be stressed or overwhelmed mm. on a daily basis right it really is yeah. and i think that an issue that we need to address is that mm. everyone has their own vices yeah. to deal with the stress yeah. and the anxiety and the overwhelm yeah and um it's great i mean it's understandable you yeah. know that, that people turn to you know, food or over-exercise or drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Um, but we need to address those ish, uh, those habits and maybe yeah. changing those habits to yeah. vices that aren't yeah. going to damage yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. But we'll, we'll go in depth a little bit more yeah. sort of later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you reckon we should move on and talk a bit about mental health is south asian south asian kids growing up <laughs> yeah we're gonna us. draw a lot of parallels because yes. we're both from we have similar fa- cultures yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yes. do you want to take the floor um, on this first yeah yeah um so mental health is an indian kid slash south asian kid um <laughs> we laugh because it's like it's gonna be this we understand we get it yeah it's just like like for my parents or like like in our culture <laughs> there is no such thing as mental health um just suck up and move on yeah. like it's it's life you know like if i'm injured or if i have if i have a disease or if i'm in an accident then that's that's when like i'm not healthy yeah um depression anxiety overwhelm nah yeah it's, it's, it's part of everyone's lives just suck it up and this part of growing up you know that's yeah. being an adult yeah. which is so so wrong yeah um yeah i mean i think that is it like um i was depressed um i was very anxious at least in my high school yes high school years, i was very anxious um didn't had like i i never had a strong emotional connection mm. with either my siblings or my parents growing up so there was this emotional vacuum in my life um and yeah like like there used to be days when my mental health would suffer a lot mm. and and the perfectionist behavior right yeah. like that my parents um passed on to me like being a perfectionist freaking acing everything that i participate mm. in so much pressure like as an indian kid i was under so much pressure it wasn't a great childhood yeah because it was always about coming first and freaking everything otherwise i'm not good enough and that impacted my mental health enormously um, and it just became part of life, you know, yeah. because every other Indian kid is the same. Yeah. Um, especially if you're the eldest in your family, like, yeah. Was do you have do you have similar experience? Similar, yeah. yeah. You um say perfectionism, but I had yeah. high expectations. Yeah. Sort of thrown at me yeah it was implicit as well you just knew that you had to do x yeah. y and z to the yeah. best of your ability otherwise you were going to bring shame or disappointment to your parents and you know yeah we, we never at least my brother and i mm. never wanted to do that i think um growing up in a south asian household and being a first a first 
a generation immigrant to yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, they obviously brought in a lot of sort of cultural habits and opinions from their homeland to New Zealand. Yeah. And that was the environment that my brother and I sort of grew up in. They are, you know, very collectivist in yeah. mind. So a, I suppose a marker of a collectivist culture is having harmony within your group. Yeah. And so mental health or any issues in that regard that would bring shame yeah. into your family was just poo-pooed away. It wasn't something that they want to address, something that even existed and was really embarrassing. So yeah. like your, your upbringing, there was an emotional void. I think it's probably in a lot of Asian households, lot of there's Asian just house, an emotional yeah. distance. Yeah. And um, it's disappointing because there's a lot of groundwork as adults yes. having to try to build up that void yeah. and to be able to feel um, feel like it's okay to yeah. communicate any issues. Yeah. About, no, yeah. just because I'm just thinking about it because I had that emotional void in my life mm. in like with my with respect to my family. Then I actually tried filling that emotional vacuum with my friends yeah and i expected way too much of my friends at such oh. a younger age see i get the yeah. opposite like the emotional vacuum made me hyper independent and i was fine like i had friends yeah. but i didn't feel the need to be as close to them yeah you know as as you had yeah yours. no i no i actually expected way too much from my friends yeah. and and i got hurt over and over again yeah. like from my friends and it's not their fault at all it's it's just my bad you know like as a kid even as an adult you cannot expect so much from just one friend and we were just talking about mm. this yesterday right like people expect so much just from one friend you have a lot of friends and all of those friends bring different attitudes and different perspectives and they offer different things to you in, in your life yeah so as a kid like it took me the longest time to actually realize just this mere fact that I expect way too much from all of my mm. friends and that is why I get hurt because the expectations you know like yeah. no one can ever fulfill them it's yeah. just way too much and so like didn't had any emotional connection with my siblings or my parents and then I was expecting way too much my friends and I yeah. keep on getting betrayed and hurt like it just got worse and worse it was not until I met my partner that emotional vacuum was actually f filled up and it disappeared yeah yeah that's really interesting yeah yeah so yeah like um and it that impacted my mental health so much you know mm. um like yeah I was an introvert for most of the time mm. but the moment I started talking to someone I'll be like a f I'm like an open book yeah 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 which also backfired a lot of times <laughs> so yeah yeah um and like the embarrassment part like i that you mentioned i totally understand that embarrassment part it was yeah. the exact same thing in my family now we are a perfect unit you know we like we are we are now you you don't talk about yeah, your family you problems don't. with with anyone else not even with your friends yeah. like that's what my parents used to tell me you don't even talk about your family problems or like what what happened in your family last night yeah. Even with, with, with cousins, you know, like yeah. family always stays together, but then family is not available. <laughs> it's not emotionally available, available to all me. the time. Yeah. yeah. To add on to, I suppose, um, yeah. growing up and the issues mm. growing up in South Asian households, yeah. they also like, or at least in my family anyway, yeah. it's about energy and they perceived yeah. any sort of acknowledgement of yeah. any bad issues as inviting or acknowledging bad energy in your life yeah. i don't know maybe yeah. that's just my household yeah but um it was just bad yeah bad yeah she they called it and do, do you reckon you and i like you and i like the reason we are doing this podcast and we've embraced this lifestyle is just we just want to be ourselves right we just want to be authentic and i think a big factor is a big compelling factor is because we grew up in a culture where being authentic is not a thing like everyone pretends to be this perfectly harmonized unit, but inside they're yeah, not, they yeah. are very, very broken. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I think my revolt probably started yeah. before, yeah, before you, cause I, I, yeah. I sort of had yeah. that sort of minimalist, like simple living, like yeah. independent. I yeah. actually don't care what other people think of me mentality pretty much since I was at high, high school, college. Yes. And I think it was in direct relation to yeah. that, that, 
that upbringing. That's the exact. I think that's the biggest compelling factor for me because mm. I I grew and it's not just I don't blame my parents. It's the entire culture. Mm. Our entire culture. You just pretend so many things that you're not. Yeah. We just pretend. People break their backs earning money for what? So that you can spend it all on your wedding. Seriously, you can feed thousand people. What the hell? Why do you need to feed thousand people? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, let's 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 move on. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really hard. Like mental health as an Indian kid or for you as as a as an Asian kid growing mm-hmm. up, there was no such thing as a mental health. No. And no desire to address it. Yeah. It's just not it was unspoken. Yeah. yeah. Um before we move on, do you do you reckon um there because you know how mental health is stigmatized? Yeah. I know in, in in our cultures it is stigmatized, but mental health is usually stigmatized in pretty much all of the cultures, right? And I think the biggest reason yeah. is because yeah, in, people in, just dismiss it. It's 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 not a thing. Yeah, in some ways, like yeah. I think in Western cultures, we're fortunate that I think there is still stigma stigmatization. Is yeah. That the, yes. Is that yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Stigmatization. Um, yeah. In regards to mental health, but there's an accepting sort of crowd of people well there's a, a growing crowd of people that are ex- more accepting yeah. and of, of acknowledging that there is an issue because it's such yeah. a central issue in our everyday lives and it's you know been increasing like i was looking at the what was it the uh, um the, the mental health organization of new yeah. zealand website and they say that 23 that there's been an increase of 23 percent of uh, workplace stress yeah so it's just increasing you know as the years go yeah. years go on yeah and depression among depression and social anxiety among millennials right yeah like the entire um pressure that social media brings into yeah. our lives not and just millenn- millennials probably generation x that's like yeah. after us and even more so like the yeah. current state of the world yeah. you know addressing yeah. climate change overpopulation donald trump reducing well i was gonna say reducing resources but donald trump <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know donald trump yeah world leaders that are antithetical to your yeah. whole sort of moral outlook moral, yeah, of exactly. life. <laughs> yeah yeah like of course people are gonna be so anxious and on the edge all Absolutely, the time right yeah. um because you know like the suicide rate has alarmingly increased not just mm. in new zealand but also, like I know, I was just reading up some stuff on India, like even in India and in a, in a lot of Asian countries, it's just across the world, the suicide rate is alarmingly. Can increased. believe that? Yeah, I've had candid conversations with a yeah. few friends, and just suicidal ideation yeah. these days. I don't know if it's increased, but mm. people, it's become more of focus. Maybe yeah. it's becoming more pressing. You know, yeah, it's affecting more people. Yeah, um, I was just listening to another podcast where they were talking about you know how young girls and it's more related to what we talked about in our last last episode yeah body image not being not being able to embrace your body image your mm. body type striving to be tall skinny thing um developing bulimia anorexia mm. that impacts your mental health that messes you up for your entire yeah. life yeah. you know and it's a direct relation to sort of your current mental state and yes. again just having to maybe try to pivot those habits and behaviors into yeah. something that's you know going to yeah. positively affect you and not negatively affect you like having you know eating disorders exactly. or taking you know drugs and alcohol mm. to excess yeah. yeah or trying to numb yourself using food and tv oh, in my yeah. case or shopping ex- excessively just yeah. to just numb yourself you know yeah um yeah i think yeah okay um yeah. so next i was just thinking of mentioning some other factors that affect mm. our mental health and um i just want to say that all of these topics deserve their own podcast episodes like they are massive yeah. and we will do uh, like our upcoming podcast episodes we will like do a yeah. mental health series and we will cover um these topics kind of like in very detailed podcast mm. episodes um so some of these factors are like we've talked about family mm-hmm. um like for you in your in my case um growing up the culture we grew up mm. and the family the pressure from the family that was one of the factors mm-hmm. um and it does affect a lot of people um friends and and relationships a, a lot of people you know like a, a lot of people are just kind of like like i was friends with people they were impacting my mental health for <laughs> a really long time and it took me um quite some courage to mm. let go of them yeah yeah um and I can understand, like, I've been fortunate that I've been in a stable relationship, but a lot of people just stay in 
really hard and demoralizing relationships for years and years you know and that can impact their mental health a lot absolutely yeah yeah like if you are like if you've got a bully in your family mm-hmm. might like that's it you know like of course your mental health is going to is is going to be impacted yeah and that's sort of trying to meet your psychological needs yeah. your your mental needs yeah yeah, yeah. i mean any sort of impact in in regards to yeah. um that that involves sort of cognitive function yeah. that's going to impact you in that area yeah. is going to is going to impact yeah. you impact you no exactly your mental health yeah yeah and you did mention work right like work is yeah. probably the leading the leading yeah. um factor that impacts or contributes to a really bad mental health yeah. um just the work culture you know the insane amount of pressure and competition that we are put under and like working as part of big multinationals um insane lack hours, of resources lack of resu- you know, resources lack of help, like mentors yeah colleagues like, yeah, yeah and and um working hours right like yeah. in asian countries people still do 10 to 15 hours a day that's freaking insane we've, yeah. we've talked about this before and some place employment will probably yeah. benefit from a change in yeah. in how they structure their yeah. working day yeah. like, i i don't know if it's possible in a corporate environment like yeah. but for me a lot of my work is assignment based so as long as i get my work done yeah I, i'm fine You're i don't fine. have yeah. to yeah be in a space for you know yeah. a length of time each day yeah but there is a positive change coming through right because yeah. like i have become so aware of my mental health because of the initiatives taken at my workplace yeah like a lot of my managers are kind of like very proactively you know like trying to encourage and educate all the employees about mental health mm. and like this week we we've, we've been celebrating the mental health awareness week and we had like a big sale um kind of like um indoor rugby football like a day a special event every day just to kind of like make people more aware of mental yeah. health and that's amazing you know like the amount of um the amount of time and effort they're spending in support, spend in support mm. they are they are providing you know you know it's been a good um mm. week just to highlight mental awareness in new zealand i've heard exactly. of people um organizing like yoga yoga yeah. lunch hours yeah <laughs> just yeah. As, a, as a an hour to de-stress yeah yeah i hope kind of like the developing countries you know like india china um where where we've got bigger issues um i hope they also embrace yeah. the same yeah. the mental health awareness movement yeah. and cut some slack to the employees it's it's necessary because yeah. i suppose in those countries they just don't have like a they don't have a standard yeah. that they have to yeah. reach in terms mm. of addressing mental health mm. you know in their country and also there are like so many people it's just like it's okay if you do you, you 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 do not want to do this job there are 50 other people that we yeah. can find to do your job yeah. so that you know they like, yeah that like having no no recognition or yeah just the amount of comp- competition yeah. that is a big mental stressor yeah you're just a gear in a machine exactly you're just a gear in a machine, machine. yeah um i also had um for me because like this has been the biggest um factor the leading factor for my negative mental health in my life yeah. is my perfectionist behavior putting yeah. myself under too much pressure yeah. and having insane amount of expectations yeah with myself um yeah there has like my mental breakdown a yeah. couple of times is solely um due to my perfectionist behavior yeah i vibe with that i yeah. would just change the wording from mm. perfectionism to expectation for me but yeah. it's exactly the same it's yeah. just the expectation external and internal expectations yeah. can really do a number on your mental health it and totally can um well we'll explain sort of mm. the tips later but yeah, yeah there's a lot of effort that's required <laughs> yeah. in order to just try to have a positive mental health yeah exactly yeah. um and again i think we'll have to do another episode on perfectionism and mental health yeah. and my mental breakdowns because i can go on for hours and hours because yeah. that's like the story of my life um i also had like um just kind of like being anxious anxiety overwhelmed um because we try to engage ourselves in too many things and this was our our episode when we talked about multitasking yeah. and the culture of being busy all the time yeah. and i think because we try to occupy ourselves with too many things we overcome it mm. that's probably the reason why we are so anxious all the times like we have anxiety mm. because it's just like i have committed to so many things yeah 
Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that as well. Yeah. I mean, just putting too much on your plate. Yeah. It's self-inflicted a lot of the time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard though because it's... You know, yeah, anxiety, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you're so, so busy during the mm. day at work mm. or working, mm. um, it's important to have that balance. And then so you're partaking in activities and hobbies that yeah. actually nourish your soul in the way that is positive. Exactly right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's difficult to... Um, maybe allow that to come in and have, I don't know, I'm not really explaining this well, yeah. but to have a balance, oh, you know, and it's, I know for myself anyway, that I have to force those hobbies and those activities yes. on myself to preserve my mental health, yeah. which is a killer with time. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know, maybe it's just really difficult these days because our working hours are so long and occupy so much of the day yeah. that when you force yourself to engage in a hobby yeah. and an activity, there's very little excess time just yeah. to breathe. Yeah. And so it's hard. Yeah, it's just the nature of our daily life Yeah, where we've got a finite amount of time and we yeah. have to jam everything jam in, in one every, minute. Everything I, but you, I, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say you do better on this in this regard I think than I definitely, myself. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I can learn because yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I just need that balance so I yes. always load myself with yeah. And I, and I used to be like you. Yeah. But and that's where like because we've talked about this. This is that is how you move towards burn burnout, right? And I burnt out and that is when I realized like I'm anxious all the time because I'm always like like my 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 self talk is what's next in my to do list what's next in yeah. my to do list like always on the go you know yeah. like never ever taking a pause and yeah. reflecting you know like it's like a, it's a double edged sword for me because it's mm. having so much on your plate is obviously not um, productive but yeah. then eliminating them on your schedule is mm. also really unproductive for me as well so it's like yeah. uh, you're between a rock and a hard place so it's yeah. trying to find yeah not a balance where you're yeah. not too overwhelmed with yeah these I actually I do feel that like sometimes I do feel a bit scared mm. that because like I used to be way more active before I like on two things before now I'm like very chilled out and maybe I'm not productive but I think the the difference is I am way clearer about my priorities yeah now. your goals right yeah. yeah yeah and which like I don't think I've ever been this clear about my priorities and yeah. I was committing now only I only commit to things that match with my Absolutely. top with my top three priorities in my life, which is my my job, my house, my pets, my partner, and then number three, podcasting. And literally, there is yeah. it. Those, these are the three priorities in yeah. my life. Anything that doesn't fit in here, <laughs> sorry, I'm out. No, that's exactly the yeah. same. I always imagine like if I ever meet yeah. someone that I'm gonna be so boring because I'm I'm very formulaic. Yeah, you know, I have my work. I yeah. have all my musical, like my musical instruments that I yeah. play, and then I have my physical activity, and that's yeah. like really the only areas in my life yeah. that I make focus on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and I think, and they said, like the the days I find myself committing to things that do not fit in those three, mm. that do not align with those three priorities, might I'm, I'm, I'm bound to be overstressed, and like by the end of the day, I am actually. Like I am stuffing myself with pizza and I've got Netflix on. Like, <laughs> like that is not a good mental health day for me. Yeah. So, I think that is a like a good mental health day or a good mental health is just like being aligned with my priorities and at, and at the end of the day, being content with 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 what I've done yeah. and not having FOMO. You know, like like yeah. not having the fear of missing out, but actually enjoying missing out on things that yeah. I do not want to yeah yeah if that makes sense no it does it does yeah. I think it's it's important to be hyper focused in those yes. areas um just gives you clarity in your daily yeah. life and um I think eliminates a lot of like what ifs or what yeah. do I do or just you know yeah. pauses that really are just time wasters which I suppose is fine yeah but I think yeah if you are have intent yeah it's probably going to be more beneficial. Yeah. Because you have a goal. Yeah. You know, you have, you know, a finish mm. line. You know where you want to go. You, yeah. What you need to do to get there. Yeah. And you can enjoy it. You yeah. Know? Because it's, just, it's one yeah. of your few areas that you've areas decided that you to. decided, yeah. yeah. And and I think I'm, I'm still productive. Oh, um, absolutely. Like, for, just for example, the things that I've 
I've eliminated because they do not align with my priorities are letting go of my Instagram account like mm. I like I still have an Instagram account but I only use it for promoting the podcast every other weekend when we promote a podcast mm. before if you remember when I started my Instagram account I was like posting three times a day and that was so freaking insane yeah um just the sheer amount of pressure you know and I was just like watching all these YouTubers and like do you have a Facebook um I do have a Facebook but it's just like a private account it's okay. not for like social media and all of that stuff um yeah it was, it was just like like it i'm just shocked that it took me a couple of months to realize that instagram or being famous <laughs> on instagram is not my priority yeah like what the fuck came in <laughs> i was quite elated when i heard that she yeah. formed that opinion because i've lived that life with no social media for like many many years now yeah. i don't have a facebook yeah don't have an instagram that i use anyway i'm so close to kind of like wiping off all of my social media <laughs> profiles like i'm and i think it has to do more with the fact that i am content with my life exactly. at this stage and it's i do freeing. not i do not need approval from others about mm. how my bedroom looks like or how my makeup looks like or yeah. i don't i like I was never ever going to promote any items mm. to people anyways but so I, yeah, yeah well I was going to say because we've kind of mm. gone on a, ten- a, a, yeah, on a tangent have. but to eliminate yes. you know stresses in your life will help with keeping a positive mental health status exactly. so exactly. if you find yourself looking at your Facebook or Instagram, Instagram feed all the time. and feeling anxious yes. maybe you it would be beneficial to kind of detach yourself from that environment if it's not serving you in a positive way why are you engaging in it yeah exactly and i think the biggest reason is fear of missing out for more right Mm. but i'm at a stage right now where i've talked so much about fear of missing out i'm actually enjoying the joy of missing out now so (laughs) yeah i'm 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 in a really good space right now so um um we next we're going to talk about how do you how do you keep your mental health in check or things that you and I do on a daily or weekly basis yeah. to actually um boost our mental health you know like you you and I like I I go to gym twice a week I do mm-hmm. like personal training sessions yeah. then I walk my dog so and, and I'm moving around the house so I keep my physical health health in check yeah you are an endurance athlete you do like half marathons and all of that <laughs> stuff um there is your physical health yeah but what other things that you do so I suppose it's like a making sure that your uh, mental health is in check and yeah. your physical health in check so yeah to reiterate yeah I, physically I run i do yoga i cycle i tramp yeah. that's kind of keeps that um that mm. that area in check and in terms of mental health mental challenges or just having mental enjoyment yeah. that's where music comes in i just yeah. love performing music and i yeah. love playing music i love being able to play music yeah so that's really what gets me i know you guys you had a list yeah so. yeah um so on my list um of course kind of like movement mm. which is like um being physically active and we've talked about this right in our previous episodes movement will look different for different people yeah for you you're an endurance athlete mm. you for you doing trails and all of that stuff for me i'm just like personal training personal training Street and training. being able to walk my dog at least yeah. around the block every day um that is more than enough for me mm. and as long as i am able to incorporate the those two things in my wake and die every day um that's a big factor how i keep my mental health in check yeah um the other thing is unwinding on a daily basis so um i get up like my day starts at like six in the morning mm-hmm. and then i get home at probably six in the evening so 12 hours away from the house mm-hmm. after that i really need to unwind if i do not how do you unwind yeah um self-care routines so we've talked about this as well before um following my evening routines yeah and um a big part of my evening routines is just like my self-care mm-hmm. like looking after my skin um making sure i'm tracking my tracking my budget mm-hmm. making sure my pantry and my freezer is stocked and i've got home-cooked meals you know to get through the wake chatting with my partner taking my dog for a walk um yeah so like all like following my evening routine yeah. is how i unwind mm. on a daily basis um on a weekly basis like over the weekends like it's it's so crucial for me right now to actually have a pause 
mm-hmm. um, over the weekends. Mm. Like over the weekends, um, I do not do anything. Mm. Forecasting we do every second week. Mm. Um, apart from that, like the days that, I, that we are not podcasting, I do not do anything. I do not even like go down the hill or go to Bunnings or, or might attend to kind of like grab the groceries and do my errands. I do all of that during the weekdays. Yeah. Um, weekends I'm totally unplugged I do not go on social media um, we've talked about my do nothing Sundays before mm. um, so yeah like tomorrow I'm, I'm so looking forward to not do anything tomorrow <laughs> I'll probably edit the podcast tonight and that's it yeah I won't do a thing tomorrow I'll probably just like do some property maintenance but yeah. that's it you just do whatever you want yeah. yeah but it's it's important to unplug from from not just from technology from even from people as well like from from freaking everything <laughs> like I'm kind of like getting to a stage where I'm yeah. like just unplug from the entire culture you know like yeah. I do not want anyone around me mm. at least one day when I'm just on my own and I can process my thoughts yeah um that just sets me up because I used to have Monday morning anxiety mm-hmm. all of Sunday I think they call it Monday itis right Monday itis yeah, yeah I used to have that Monday itis mm-hmm. I had it for like probably like 20 years in my life and it's now this is the first time I've been able to kind of like calm myself down and I do not have Monday itis anymore mm-hmm. I think so I don't think I'm like fully cured but yeah. still um, and it is so common a lot of my friends actually tell me the same thing yeah. and that's everyone just, has it and and that's just because hmm. you have been providing yourself with self-care exactly preparing, you know yourself mentally yeah and emotionally to tackle each new week yeah yeah exactly um the second one on my list to keep your mental health in check is is connection mm-hmm. like connection is really important especially when you are anxious or you are overwhelmed yeah. it's really important to have friends that you can vent out with i agree with that one yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, something happened at work a couple of weeks. Not, not a big deal. Just an episode with a colleague where yeah. he's, someone said something and that kind of like freaking annoyed me. <laughs> um, and instead of just kind of like replying back to him, I just went and went it out with a friend. Yeah. And I know like that friend is like, like I trust her a lot, and um, we share a lot of stuff. Yeah. And just, just venting out with her actually helped me to recover really fast. Yeah so yeah so having and other then that's why i mentioned friends earlier like not expecting a lot from all of your friends but having still having friends that serve different purposes in your life and it's really important to have friends that you can vent out with yeah i mean it's it's a way to get closer to people as well yeah i think um supports that relationship connection i think i think connection connection is the is the is the antidote to to anxiety and stress and, mm. and, and overwhelm. Mm. Like every time I am experiencing any, yeah. any of like these feelings, yeah. if I do not if I do not try to connect, yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. If I'm not connecting, then I'm like mm. trying to numb my pain by using food and yeah. TV or shopping online. It's such a great tonic when yeah. you can yeah vent yeah. your situation out yeah. I mean I think that's why we have counselors and therapists yeah exactly know? yeah and 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 I mean and that's the other thing right like re- just related to mental health like growing up physical ther- like uh, physical sorry not physical um <laughs> counselors um or therapists wasn't yeah yes yeah, <laughs> psychiatrists like even that thing was stigmatized like psychiatrist probably wasn't a big profession yeah um growing up but now it is because like everyone has mental health problems and like they're more more recognized. Oh, yeah. I reckon everyone could benefit from seeing a mental health service. Yeah, I'm actually so close to kind of like going and I think I, I, I would have done ages ago, uh-huh. just kind of like talking to a therapist about my food addiction mm. and working out with a, with a, like with someone. Nutritionist maybe. Nutritionist maybe. Because mm. um, I know like, I know I'm aware of my addiction and I try to, trying to unlearn it but just addressing the root cause yeah yeah and and someone giving me that approval that I do not need to do that anymore and here are the ways that I can I can do instead of indulging in food and all of that stuff and and you really have to work it out you know like for for anyone listening like for you when I talk about my food addiction it probably doesn't make any sense to you because you have a really healthy relationship with food and for you it's it's natural right whereas for me it is not natural yeah yeah because everyone has their vice you know for for you food happens to be yeah 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 but it it takes a really really long time um to actually unlearn oh yeah 
yeah any, just change your habits any addiction mm. yeah just changing habits like because it's mm. like decades of unlearning mm. so for anyone who's listening to us and has a similar um like a s- struggling with with a food addiction or like similar addictions i would just kind of like tell you to cut yourself some slack um mm. don't be so harsh on yourself be kind to yourself and keep on working um there you you will have episodes every now and then you know like where you'll snap and like yeah. go towards the extreme like i still do it i still overate um at least one to two days every week yeah but as long as i am not overeating at least 3 to 4 days a week i am on the path to recovery yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's i think when you're at that stage you, there's a lot of introspection as well yes. because yeah you need to identify i mean the core yeah. the root reasons which it seems like you have in your case yeah but then also try to f- make steps yeah small steps to alter to change alter that perspective to change yeah. that habit because it's it's comforting to vent mm. but if it doesn't go away and you're exactly. not making steps oh totally in terms of changing yeah. that like went out but then do something yeah, about yeah, it yeah. don't just don't just like went out and be like that said i'm done i can't do anything about it um you have to do something about it like i always went out with my friends but then i always introspect yeah. and i do something yeah. about it well i was going to um say like mm. the the great thing about you know venting with your friends mm. is that you will probably identify or mm. you get the strength Yes. you know to action what yeah. you need to do yeah yeah you have that support yeah. yeah 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 exactly and um and i know it's it's really hard to have friends that that actually have that empathy yeah. you know and partners. and they listen without judgment or even like even partners, partners right yeah. yeah like not everyone has a partner that's like they can just listen without judgment right mm. so um if, if you don't have anyone like that then just go talk to a therapist because mm. i mean that's what you're paying them for yeah. so yeah don't be like don't be that yeah feel free to go to a therapist mm. i don't think there is any stigma um attached to going and talking to a psychiatrist mm. anymore like the world has come i think there's also meetup groups as well yes yes that you can if you have like a certain habit that you want yeah. to remove i'm i'm pretty sure yeah. there would be meetup groups solely oh, yeah, in definitely. yeah resolving yeah. those issues not everyone is kind of like um okay to I know, to yeah. but I was just though. as yeah. in as in another option yeah you know? yeah like if you're counseling okay, therapy yeah, is counseling, too expensive yeah. yeah or you don't have friends you know like yeah. you don't have like real trusted friends in your yeah. life and also mm. i don't know if there's a service in new zealand but i heard yeah. that overseas you can like skype in to talk to a qualified counselor so if you have any anxiety about I don't know if you have there's social anxiety. Helpline. There yeah. are I think there's some states. Um like wow. there is a dedicated helpline that you can talk and you can they yeah. will they'll, they'll guide you. Yeah. yeah, there is there's something called a mental health CPR a mental health first aid. Okay. Um I was just listening, listening to some other podcast and like a couple of um states in in, in US yeah. have a dedicated health line where they've got professionals like if you are having anxious thoughts or if you're depressed or if Suicidal. Um, suicidal like it's like just suicidal is probably too light mm. but if well, you we, if you have like if you are experiencing these symptoms you just yeah. call the helpline and they'll have um mental health like they'll have professionals who'll actually provide you mental health first aid and will and just listen listen yeah listen <laughs> I'm sure New judgment. Zealand I think New Zealand has that helpline yeah yeah I know that if you if you have suicidal ideation yeah. you can contact them but contact i think them, it's yeah. it's open to any any mental health any mental health sort of yeah. struggles yeah yeah okay um the next one in my list is personal development mhm yeah yeah that's probably a big one for you for me personally that's sort of the remedy for anxiety and stress in my focusing life focusing on your personal development yeah personal development in those yeah. those areas yeah no i actually find that too like as long as I am fo- focusing on my personal development and personal development is not just kind of like earning an awesome salary or killing at work like there is not personal development <laughs> for me personal development like for me this year has been like starting a podcast yeah. and then challenging yourself challenging myself you know talking. with with new things um so yeah um as long as I am invested in my personal development mm. I think my mental health improves yeah because you're doing something that actually genuinely nourishes, nourishes your soul your soul yeah. yeah exactly like you and i are enjoying podcasting like we are doing this 
more for ourselves than for anyone else mm. right we, we are grateful to anyone who listens to a podcast but this is like our therapy i mm. guess you and i just like talking stuff out um and providing each other the acceptance and the approval to be ourselves yeah. and sharing sort of the struggles as yeah. well yeah yeah exactly sort of a community of people yeah mm. yeah so yeah um it's like personal development could will, will again look different, different yeah. to everyone exactly like movement Absolutely. for me at this stage personal development is just keeping up with the podcast coming up with great episodes um and really really embracing the wholehearted living yeah which is like my podcast as well yeah um like really living that life like talking walking talking that, the, yeah 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 what do you call it walk talking the sorry walking the talk walking the talk walking the talk yeah yeah so that's like that's for me as personal development right now like it's not about salary and um yeah whether i have a massive house and like those are just like materialistic goals and i am above them i guess like or i feel that i am above them it's addressing those psychological needs exactly you know you have that need that to to I not engage in a passion you know yeah. it's a passion project for you and yeah. you know for me those are passion passion projects yeah too. but yeah and also kind of like becoming a good person has been a really big one for me this year and a couple of things that i've been really focusing in that aspect is like not being rude to people being being I can't imagine you being rude oh i can be sometimes like at work i usually find like if i'm really passionate about something like my my area of expertise okay. and someone is saying something else i'll just like quickly dismiss them or yeah. like try to put them down which is very rude mm-hmm. um and there's just me being insecure right. and um yeah feeling threatened mm-hmm. but i don't need to right yeah. so yeah like i i'm i'm fully aware of mm-hmm. that nature and i'm just trying to unlearn it and yeah. again it will take a lot of time um to kind of like unlearn that nature so yeah just like not being rude being kind and gentle um and being supportive of of others success mm. um yeah like i th- i don't think i compete with my colleagues anymore like i'm very secure yeah. um yeah but every now and then i'll i'll have these episodes where i'll just like dismiss someone said yeah. something and i'll just like quickly dismiss because i know more than them or i think i know more than them oh. so yeah yeah and i think there's this more like i've talked to one of my trusted colleagues at work about it mm. um and i think it's more because i'm passionate about that thing yeah. and i do have a solid background in that yeah. thing so I i'm like i suppose it's a bit of self preservation as well yeah exactly you, know? you just have yeah. that inherent um I don't know self-preserving yeah. part of you yeah. that is very cognizant of any threats I mean, even if it's in the workplace I, and, I actually, and there is actually none I grew up in India like it's a super competitive <laughs> environment and I think a lot of my behavior is a reflection of yeah. the super competitive yeah, culture absolutely. and environment that I that I grew up in you're just a product of your environment we yeah, all are exactly we, we all are we all are and it will take a lot of time to kind of like unlearn all of those behaviors right mm-hmm. um the other thing that I am trying to focus um in the umbrella of being a good person is is being practicing empathy and listening without judgments like when my friends tell me something or when my colleague tells me something or or if I hear any yeah. about about anything like not just being judgmental yeah. um and just being empathetic and listening without judgment yeah. like you'll be shocked I am actually shocked with the amount of the, the lack of the number of people in my life that actually listen to me without with empathy or do not judge me when I share my problems with them. Yeah, it's interesting you hear that. I keep a really small sort of tight-knit group of yeah. friends, so I yeah. don't have a lot of interaction, deep interaction with others. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame to hear that. Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. Well, I think empathy is an important trait for oh, everyone it is, to have. Oh, it is. It is, but you'll be you'll be shocked how like it's it's I have hardly found only a couple of people in my lifetime that actually practice empathy. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like That's we should probably do. Yeah, we should do we should do another podcast on 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 empathy because empathy developing empathy or being empathetic is one of my life goals as well mm-hmm. and is something that like I am not not an empathetic person. um but i am practicing to be empathetic right. you know the easiest yeah. way to practice yeah. empathy is to literally put yourself in the other person's shoes i know shoes. yeah 
yeah listening without judgment right because i am a problem solver i'm like do you have a problem you tell me about a problem <laughs> and i'll be like here is one way of doing it here's another way of doing yeah. it hey what are you talking about i know like about thousand ways to to that solve it so yeah solution oriented yeah i'm like very solution oriented um so yeah just kind of like and sometimes people don't need solutions they just want to listen yeah. you know yeah yeah and and that probably goes out with like having friends that you can vent out with you you know mm. that like yeah like they they they're not problem solvers and i think at this stage in my life i do not have a lot of problem solvers in my life except my partner my partner is trying to be more empathetic <laughs> with me now he just listens instead of solving my problems because i'm i've always been very more capable of solving my own problems yeah. it's just like i've never had people who would just listen to yeah. me and not judge me yeah. so yeah um let's do another podcast on that we'll be yes. an interesting topic because <laughs> i feel like you are way more mature in those aspects with me like I you are an empathetic sure. person um yeah yeah oh yeah happy to do yeah happy to do that yeah. yeah um one of the other things that i had in my list that actually helps me to keep my mental health in check is practicing gratitude uh-huh. yeah so yeah this year i have been practicing gratitude regularly and mm. again it's 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 part of kind of like being a nice person because yeah. i just feel like being grateful actually realistically puts you in a really great mood mm. so do you like a portion a part of your day to write down your gratitudes um i i currently i am not writing down gratitude but now i've reached a point where i can just tell you 10 things that i'm grateful for right now like okay. right and right in this moment yeah. but yes it actually started with writing down gratitude oh, okay. every day but right now i am in a state of gratefulness like i am in this constant state of gratefulness and i think that has contributed to me becoming a nice person yeah um yeah like i'm i'm just like in a constant state of gratefulness you know like yeah. i'm so grateful to you that you are here or to my neighbors you know like like everything like everything that exists around me i'm just in a grateful yeah grateful gratefulness state it sounds like you have have empathy then I, I, need, I do yeah, yeah to understand that you are grateful for you know the position that you are in yeah yeah exactly right like it's like last you. time like last podcast episode when we talked about like i reached a six figure salary but that wasn't just me the old me would have been no there was just me there was my hard work my sweat you know but like right now i'm like no i'm grateful to all the situations and all yeah. the all all the people and all the opportunities and me being at the right, the right place, place the right at time. the right time that is how i got there yeah. if those things were not not yeah. not, not would have happened I wouldn't have achieved that goal. So yeah. I'm grateful to all of those things that actually helped me like reach there, yeah. you know? Like I'm I'm a product of all of those people and processes and all of those circumstances that actually made that thing possible for me. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, and I think just 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 as gratitude is just like magic. Like I I I don't know how to actually explain gratitude. You have to practice gratitude. You and it definitely starts with just writing writing yeah. writing down gratitude. And and gratitude is the biggest thing that can just like do a 180 degree turn on your perspective. If you yeah. have if you are depressed, you are anxious, I would strongly recommend everyone to immediately start writing five things that you are grateful about. Yeah. And or even just mentally observing it yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think yeah. the I, I think the mentally observing part comes in later. Um uh, so you would recommend people jotting people, it people down. People writing first. it down because writing it down is potentially kind of like more stronger. Because because writing is always stronger, right? Like I am I I am I'm an IT nerd. I work with computers, but I still prefer like for my personal stuff, personal uh, okay. development, I still prefer writing stuff mm. down. I use a pen and paper. I don't just type stuff on my computer because I feel writing down stuff is way more powerful than just like me trying to type it or me trying to mentally observe it. Uh. So I actually with 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 respect to gratitude, I actually started from a state where I actually would yeah. write stuff down okay. and read it back to me. Yeah. And now I'm in a state where I don't need to write it down, yeah. but I always remind myself, no, you do need to write down. Basically just acknowledging yeah. Yeah. that gratitude in in some way. Yeah. 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 So great gratitude and that thankfulness for yeah. where you are. Yeah, exactly. Um the next one, the second last one, <laughs> closing this very soon. Um <laughs> is cutting yourself some slack and I think we we've, we've talked about it, right? Yeah. Um not putting yourself under too much pressure, not having insane amount of expectations from yourselves. Yeah. Um yeah, just just cut yourself some slack, be kind to yourself, you know? Um everyone needs a pause. You are not a robot. You are allowed yeah. to have 
allowed to have emotions this is one this mm-hmm. is what one of my ex bosses told me and i'm so grateful it's such a powerful sentence you know like you're allowed to have emotions if you feel like you have to practice those emotions or you can't control them then that's okay yeah yeah, yeah. no i absolutely agree yeah. just allow it to manifest you yeah. know within that day or that hour or yeah, yeah a portion of time just yeah. to allow yourself to wallow in whatever emotion that you're feeling with yeah um and then give yourself a reset mm. you know yeah, yeah exactly. I, at least that's how i tackle yeah no and and like for me like i said i still tend to overeat a couple of days a week mm. but what i'm learning to do is not tell myself that kemi shit you you yeah. overeat again that's exactly it so yeah. not lingering on any habits exactly. that you may have had to mm. because you just needed that release mm. and 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 yeah resetting resetting right um the very last one and this has helped me big time in keeping my mental health in check mm-hmm. is embracing the slow and intentional lifestyle along with minimalism yeah like that has there has been a big theme for me this year and um i would contribute a lot of my personal development to just embracing this slow and intentional lifestyle yeah. and have just having less clutter around me i think mm-hmm. i think my mental health is great because i own less stuff now um people don't realize it like uh, min- again min- minimalism is like magic like you really have to practice it to actually experience the the magical benefits of yeah. being a minimalist yeah no it- I would absolutely agree. I lived yeah. this lifestyle for a very long time, and there's yes. just so much clarity. It yes. just—I don't know—it's just so much more freeing. You yeah. don't have that obligation, you know, to do X, Y, and Z because you feel like you need to. You yeah. do it maybe because you want to. Yeah, exactly. And minimalism has been the gateway for me of becoming clearer about my priorities in life. So, yeah. like, I'm so grateful to just like the minimalist movement. You know, like minimalism is so much more than just decluttering stuff in your life. It's it's literally kind of like looking at your life inside out and telling yourself, "I don't need this. Let go of this. Yeah. I don't need this." Whether it could be an emotion, it could be your family and friends, it could be um your priorities, it could be, of course, of course, it's stuff. But it is so much more. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that too. It's just, yeah, yeah, so much more clarity in living. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, these are all the things that I do on a daily to weekly basis to keep my mental health in check and to actually practice a good mental health. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything else in your list? Um. What did I have? I think um, there were a lot of parallels between our yeah. lists, but yeah. I oh something that um I know helps me with dealing with with issues is being disciplined i know i have to be really really disciplined yeah uh because otherwise there is a very very um big chance that i probably will be engaging in bad habits or i i think it's a snowball effect right so if you end up having a negative mind mindset and you don't address that negativity it's really easy for that to manifest and grow and develop and I've been there in the past and that's a state that is is not where I want to be any longer so I had to be really really disciplined yeah um which I suppose is a little bit antithetical to ways in which like it's not necessarily yeah it it can be cumbersome is is what I mean it doesn't always give you um I don't know a, a, a positive a positive feeling yeah but once you engage in the activity mm. that's mm. when that's when all those awesome sort yeah. of endorphins and sort of the calmness yeah. sort of envelop you yeah um, I don't know if I and explained no, I that think, well no, so, no, I, I think I think you did like for you it kind of sounds like it's it's your natural way of living if, yeah if, if you're if you're not being disciplined then you're not being productive and you're not clear about where you're heading yeah yeah well that's yeah. exactly it i mean i have yeah. a habit tracker that yeah i'm not completely mm. um i'm not obsessed with but i'm diligent with yeah and that's just to keep myself accountable making sure that my mental health is in check yeah. but that has been addressed and my yeah. physical health has been addressed and as long as those two are pretty much in you know um yeah. If I address those yeah. two, then I'm I'm usually fine. Nice. And dealing with you know stress from work, yeah, or, exactly. or family or friends. Yep. Cool. 
Do you have anything else? Um, being accountable. I suppose oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's like that's the personal development thing. Yeah, right? the personal yeah. development actually helps you to be accountable. Yeah. Um, and accountability again, like for me, accountability is <clears throat> way bigger than just being accountable at work or being accountable to pay my mortgage. Like accountability, just being as a, as accountable a human to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Accountable, being accountable to me, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And like we do podcasts, right? Mm. Like that's a form of accountability for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we have we have a schedule to yeah. afford well, except for mm. this week, but usually a fortnightly schedule. And mm. we've been able to maintain that. Like we haven't missed, we haven't gone, no. we've done one at least every fortnight. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. And the kind of topics that we talk about really like really resonate with us, yeah. and we are living that lifestyle. We are trying to live that lifestyle. So. By talking about those things, we are making ourselves more accountable to actually keep on embracing and practicing that lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. That's a nice way to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I think this has been a really long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike, like, we actually wanted it to be like 30 to 45 minutes. Four minutes. But, I think um, we just got an hour. We, we, yeah, we've just, mm. we're, we're just doing an hour. But hey, guys, we do hope that this episode actually gave you. A clear, some, yeah, yeah, some 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 idea of what bad mental health and good mental health looks like, and ways in which to address sort of your bad mental state. Bad mental states, yeah. and and we hope that this episode serves you as an approval to let go of anything mm. that's not working in your life and is contributing to a bad mental health. So yeah, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. And Eli and I will talk to you guys again very soon in a couple of weeks. Till then, take care. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, we seriously hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you and provided you with some clarity and inspiration to lead a more intentional and meaningful life. If you loved our content, then please take a minute and share it with a friend or family member who could really benefit from listening to it. If you want to reach out to us, you can always DM me directly on Instagram at wholeheartedliving underscore Kemi. You can also email us at theintentionalminimalistickiwi at gmail.com. Also, if you fancy reading or engaging in more content like this, you can always check out my website at theintentionalminimalistic.com. Plus, all of this information is mentioned in our show notes as well. And finally, if you are digging this podcast so far then please leave us some ratings at itunes or whatever podcast app you're using have an amazing week ahead and we will talk to you guys again very soon bye